0: Well, hello, my friends, and Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today, as always. And be sure to check out the product of the week. Be updating here in a couple hours the Testo Plus formula, going to be on sale for an entire week. So be sure to check it out. Massively increases testosterone levels, increases overall vitality. Great product for guys, one of our top selling products. So be sure to Check that out at healthmasters.com. And I encourage you guys to continue forward the show and forward different topics and different articles to people as well and encourage them to get the truth out there every day. Because that's how we get people awake of what's really going on, and that's how we continually encourage others to speak the truth about what's happening. And one article that I saw now, and this is I'm glad that finally somebody in Congress, Rand Paul, actually is coming out now and being more vocal about this because I feel that our government, especially our representatives, our officials that are supposed to be representing these states, individual states, have been entirely too quiet upon this topic and normalizing this among the entire country, and uh, he went on an interview the other day, and he was discussing this gender-affirming care in quotations is what they're calling it. As a terrible, terrible approach to deal with pediatric illness is what he's talking about. He said, We've got a controversy going on in Kentucky right now. Our Democratic incumbent Andy Beshire has said, Well, I'm not for surgery, but it doesn't really happen in Kentucky. We've got a letter from the University of Kentucky saying, yes, they are doing surgery for gender reassignment surgery on children on minors. And Rand Paul went on to say, he goes, they're running with their hair on fire away with this there are other issues we're dealing with these are psychiatric illnesses that need to be treated and not by cutting body parts off And he said the democrats kind of want to call it something that it's not and he goes if you're mad at me that's fine He goes, but we have these clinics set up that are encouraging this, that are making money, and it doesn't work. It's mutilation. It destroys the entire urinary tract system and increases massive amounts of infections. It gives them no pleasure as an adult. It's a terrible, terrible thing to do to a child and let anyone do to a child. And he goes, I think this is all benign in the case of transgender surgeries because you have the rest of the country or the rest of the world that does not go along with this, but yet they're trying to normalize it in the United States. And I I was actually intrigued with this, the fact that he's actually brought this up now because, I mean, what we're seeing, and I've brought this up so much, so I hate having to bring it up because it's such a weird topic, But this gender assignment surgery and treatment is blatant mutilation, and there's hardly any other countries in the entire world that are acting like this is normal to start doing to much less anybody, anyone a grown adult, doing this to young children and starting on these puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones and then going into this other platform. And clearly we've talked in detail about what the overall agenda is and why they're trying to push this so aggressively. But I think a lot of our representatives, this is a topic that really needs to get brought up because you've got this – this left-right paradigm now where they're trying to split the middle. Well, the left wants this and the right wants this. No, the truth about this is what's the basis of biblical principles? What's the basis that's best for young children? What's the best way to handle somebody if they've been massively indoctrinated by the public school system for years and they start having these ideas and thoughts that are unnatural as far as with surgeries and they start wanting to go along with them? The answer isn't, You just tell them it's okay. We're going to start giving you injections and hormones and testosterone or estrogen in the next couple of years. We're going to start cutting you up. That's not by any means the best option for this. And it goes back to the roots of what I've talked about repeatedly is these young children consistently being bombarded with this perversion ideology on a regular basis with the public school systems, with YouTube, with media. And the topic keeps getting brought up. So that children, essentially, even if they don't want to discuss it or be involved in it, they're constantly being uh, basically uh, exposed to it. And this is why it's so important that you really start getting involved. If your kids are in school, if they're in private school, whatever school they be, if you need to pull them out and switch schools or do a homeschool co-op, I don't know. That's completely up to you. There's a lot of options out on the market now, much more than there used to be. But Rand Paul's like one of the first senators, anybody that I've seen – that's actually talked about this not being a good idea, which, quite frankly, that speaks very poorly of our country and our representatives here in the United States. The fact that this is a topic that is so dark and so disturbing, yet it's completely and totally going untouched as far as being talked about as a topic. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well, the New York Times, even now, has gone out of their way to address the corruption in Ukraine. And I think a lot of this is the fact that they're showing us now that there's no – they're going to do whatever they want with this massive surge of money. The shifting attitudes of how the war in Ukraine is covered is changing very rapidly. And uh, following the dismissal of some other Ukraine defense minister over there and the slew of corruption scandals, they've talked about now how unnamed Ukraine officials has even told the New York Times that funds intended for military contracts failed to produce any weapons or ammunition and that most of the money – has vanished. Ironically enough, there's been numerous claims about money laundering. That there's been numerous discussions on weapons that are getting trafficked down to other countries, the entire world, all the way down to Africa and Mexico. From some of the contacts that I have that have talked to me about this, and yet at the same time, most people just go on and don't think anything about it, or they still just blindly support this nonsense. While you're watching the economy in the United States really start to contract right now uh, on um, Breitbart, they were talking about credit card and car note defaults have hit their 10-year high. They said credit card delinquencies have hit 3.8 this year, 3.6 on defaulted car loans. They said this has been more than 10 years since we've seen this figure. And uh, this is definitely a problem. And the, the international bankers and the Federal Reserve knew this was going to happen. They intentionally did this. Inflation soared rapidly for two years during COVID. We talked about this in detail. You can't dump $7 trillion in the market. And then suddenly go, whoopsie, we don't know why everything getting exponentially expensive every single month. I mean there were times where I remember especially in the vehicle market where cars were appreciating sometimes five and ten percent per month to two months. I mean all of a sudden car was worth twenty grand one month, two or three months later the car's worth twenty-five grand. A couple months later the cars worth thirty grand. And we're talking not values of people are asking, we're talking auction values, we're talking floor values, sales values, and it was going up because of supply and demand and because of the massive amount of money that was in the market that started to cause almost a borderline hyperinflation. And so the banker boys knew exactly what to do. Now that everything's gotten massively more expensive, you go in, tighten the credit lending, run the interest rates up now, mortgage rates and car rates up to seven, eight, nine, ten 9 10%. And people are going to have a hard time paying it. Just like they're manipulating the diesel market right now. Just I was talking to my sister about it last night. Three months ago, we were joking about it when we went cross racetrack. A diesel fuel was actually two cents cheaper, two cents cheaper than regular gasoline. It was like two forty nine, I think, for diesel. And gasoline was like, uh, or excuse me, three fifty three forty nine, and gasoline was like three fifty two. Now suddenly, diesel's over a dollar a gallon more than gasoline. Well, barrel oil hasn't changed rapidly i think oil's gone up two or three dollars a barrel in the last couple months it's been nothing the refineries aren't having an issue manufacturing diesel the cost of manufacture diesel hasn't gone up exponentially so why in the world did it go literally an entire dollar at the pump you're 25 percent more increase sometimes 30 to 40 percent in some states with higher taxes well that's because they're trying to continually suck every drop of cash they can out of the economy Everything runs on diesel. Every single food item you buy at the grocery store to the majority of the items you buy at the mall, anything you essentially touch that you purchase generally has diesel fuel on it. And I don't mean that literally, I mean that figuratively as far as the way it's transported. And they know that's why they're manipulating the market while at the same time, they're trying to push the diesel truck market out while the electric market comes in, that's a whole other abysmal failure in and of its own. Ford now has come out now and said they're going to come out with the F200 apparently. It's been leaked, which essentially from what is being discussed, it's going to be an electric uh, larger, almost like a three-quarter ton electric model truck, ironically enough. They can't even get their regular trucks produced or not having problems right now. They're flooded with recalls. Half the trucks that people ordered a year ago still aren't even here, yet F-150 Lightnings are sitting on the lot collecting dust, getting rebates put on them and dropping the MSRP because people are sick of them. Well, it's not because Ford's inept and they don't understand what the market is. They've done quite well over the last hundred plus years. They know exactly what the market wants. It's that BlackRock, State Street and Vanguard. When they start owning the primary shares and the primary controllers, of these companies, they push the agenda. That's why Ford can lose two, three billion dollars on EV sales last year. But yet then they just get another, what, five, six billion dollar grant from the federal government to build another EV factory. The EV cars are going to be the next phase of totalitarian control and the final phase of the ability to travel freely unmolested on your way. Mark my words on that if people continue to go along with this. So keep up the fight, my friends. Keep up the truth and continue to stay strong. Hope you guys are having a fantastic morning. And How are you doing today, Dan?
1: Absolutely great intro, Austin. I'm, I'm doing phenomenal, as always. I, I don't even uh, know what to say about, you know. The stuff you're covering this morning, because I mean, you're right. I mean, Ford is just getting subsidized by the by the international bankers and getting subsidized by the federal government to lose billions and billions and billions of dollars, in, in a market that nobody wants. And and, and you're one percent right about the diesel fuel problem. I mean, diesel's back up to almost five dollars a gallon again. And I mean, if you got a motor home and it runs on diesel fuel and you got hundred fifty dollar a hundred fifty gallon tank, you just end up six six seven hundred dollars out of fill the on tank again. I haven't seen this in a long, long time. You know, we had this about eight, nine years ago when it did this, and there, there's no shortage of diesel. There's no shortage of refining capacity. This, what this is is the speculators. <clears throat> the speculators always do this. They come in and they, they make their 20 cents or 30 cents or 40 cents a gallon, and they push it up, push it up, push it up with all these longs they put on it, and, and it pushes the fuel prices up, and, and that's controlled again through the health of Rothschild. And all of these things are being controlled through the international banking cartels because they're trying to cripple the economy and they're trying to shut down the production of diesel units. I mean, right now it's almost impossible to get a new diesel truck off a doggone Chevrolet lot unless somebody's canceled an order and one just shows up. They're so slow. You used to order one and get one here in about six weeks. You can't do that anymore. And so it's just you know now sometimes months. I remember I ordered a couple of years ago. I remember I ordered one and my gosh, it took a year, over a year. In fact, it took longer. It took a year and a half to get. I never got it. In fact, they had a couple of cancellations cancellations in. I took one of those trucks instead, and the one that I ordered never even ever showed up. And so they're they're they want to get rid of diesels. They want to go to these hybrids. They want to go to these all electric because that way is exactly what Austin said. It stops you or anybody else from traveling freely and unmolested on your way because you don't have the ability just to you know go four or five or six hundred miles on a tank of fuel anymore. Now you've got to stop every two hundred miles, or if you're pulling a vehicle with a diesel truck every seventy or eighty miles. And stop at a charging station, which don't exist. Just thought I'd mention that. They don't exist. There are hardly any of them anywhere for massive amounts of cars. So so there's two things going on here. Do they know something that we don't know that is going to be a massive reduction in the population? Well, they they do know that. They're the ones who set that up with a bioweapon shot. And they also know that that's one of the reasons they haven't really expanded the infrastructure a lot, especially here in Florida, because – if you have a you know, 60 know 70%, 80% reduction in population and people driving uh, you know, over the next 5, 10 years, you don't need more infrastructure. You don't have to build more roads. I mean I'm in shock for years now that Interstate 4 from Tampa to Daytona Beach is primarily a three-lane highway, you know, six lanes, three lanes on both sides. And it should be a you know, six-lane on each side, 12-lane superhighway. But maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe they're just thinking, well, long-term-wise, it doesn't really make any difference because the people won't be here anymore because they've, they've engineered this bioweapon, which continues to just continue to shed and shed and shed and, shed and make more and more spike proteins. And it's just going to be a real you know, real dim, real glim view of the future when you look at it like this. But you know, it's just something we need to all understand that this thing is not going to get any better right here. I mean, right now, you know, it seems as though we've got the book of Revelation starting to open up, and all of this stuff is just kind of just, you know, just, it's, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. And, in fact, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, you know, on September the 4th, you know, you know we, we're starting to realize that the book of Revelation, you know, we talked about this, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are doing their job. You know, and what's been interesting, Archbishop Viago wrote a really good article and said that we are in the end times and that globalism is being used to bring the Antichrist to power and COVID orchestrated to pave the road to tyranny in the United States for the Antichrist. You know, one doesn't have to be religious to realize there's some type of alternative thing going on here. And what they've done. Is they've taken religion out of the classrooms. They've taken Christianity out of the classrooms. They've taken people out of church. Donald Trump did that too. Remember, he banned the church and stuff. And, and and what they've done is they've decided to do secularize the United States and not let us see what's happening from a Christian religious perspective. They don't want people to see that. They don't want you to understand that they're going to go underneath a giant umbrella of you know of the Antichrist with a one world religion. Because they don't want you to understand that the power that dwells in you is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, and so they're 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 masking all of this stuff. That's why they've been doing this so long. That's why they pushed the political Zionism so stinking hard with Theodore Herschel over a hundred years ago to push the Schofield Reference Bible with Samuel Untermeyer to push that into the universities and the systems around the world as far as the you know the uh, the, 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 the the seminaries in order to take people out of the loop as far as being rebellious against the tyrannical government saying that nothing's going to happen to you, you're gonna get raptured, and you'll never see anything bad happen. Well, guys, we're seeing a lot of bad stuff happen right now. It's a mess. I mean, we got kids that are having their genitalia whacked off. You know, we've got kids that are going on hormone blockers, all of this, all for the sake of their god, einsoft this, this satanic snake god that's a hermaphrodite. All of this stuff to reduce the population of the planet because you sterilize millions and millions of children now. They're never going to have babies. They're going to have urinary tract infections and problems their entire life. They're, they're, they're going to have many cases. These kids have this done. They commit suicide because, because their life is so bad. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like Rand Paul said, like Austin mentioned. This is a mental disorder with these kids. And the mental disorder is being caused by hormones in the food supply you know, is being caused by, you know, fluoride It's being caused by drugs. The mother's being put on while she's pregnant. We told you last week about this idiot medical doctor here in central Florida who tried to put this lady that we know on tricyclic antidepressant drugs to prevent morning sickness. The woman's a complete moron. How'd she ever get through medical school? She's an idiot. The problem is, is that this is what we see now. The medical establishment has completely been co-opted into this. And we have this group of people now that aren't willing to see the fact that the book of Revelation, because they don't, they, they don't know about the book of Revelation, quite frankly. The vast majority of the people in the United States who don't go to church have no idea about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They have no idea about Revelation. They have no idea about what the seals are. They have no idea what's going to happen. You know, you don't have to be religious. Archbishop Viango, to see how… You know, completely the Western world today reflects the description of the book of Revelation. Power has been transferred from the people to authorities throughout society and countries. Sexual perversity is being normalized, normality is being mocked. Truth is being ridiculed as misinformation. Hatred is encouraged among races. The rule of law has been turned from a shield of the people into a weapon against them. War is liberation, building democracy, which is a total lie. Integrity, honor, justice are extinguished, and the, in, the, the just, just all of these evil acts are encouraged, and they're everywhere to be found. It's like Genesis chapter six, which is exactly what Jesus said would happen, as it was in the days of Noah, will be upon my return. And so when you start to understand all of this stuff, you start to understand that all of these people, CNN, NPR, New York Times, World Economic Forum, the G7, the G20, the woke ideology, identity politics, critical race theory, transgenderism, the rest of these lies, are deceptions that are now guiding our lives, and we need to understand it unless we stand to get. That's what I tell you guys. And that's why Austin tells you. I got so frustrated with my friends. Back, I got to stop for a second. I'm getting too hyper. You got too many people complying that are patriots. I'm just, I'm just being blunt here. Way, way too many people. We've got people that are going to go right back to wearing masks again. We are now. There's a group of us now, and they're a very vocal group of us. And I hope you're, you guys are all part of them. We're going to say no to masks, to the mask mandates, from that dec- that would be you know dictator. Anthony Fauci, who's been doing the work of the World Economic Forum and the work of his handlers through the Kabbalist Luciferian Empire, and that would-be tin-pot dictator Donald Trump who's now being told that perhaps because of what he's done, you know, trying to promote insurrection cannot be run for president you know, because of the 14th Amendment. All these things are happening as we speak. All of this is division, division, division. Out of chaos will come a new world order. Can you see it? Can you see, see the seal starting to crack open in the book of Revelation? God knew this was going to happen because he was here 2,000 years ago when the books were written. God knows what's going to happen because he's omnipresent. Nothing takes him by surprise. He's already been here. He's been in the end times. He knows where it's going to go. He knows how the script unfolds. That's what he told us how it unfolds. That's why I did that whole series on angel wars because it talked about it in depth from the book of Revelation on how Satan was put on trial and how he fell and how he's turned loose back on the planet in the Garden of Eden. And so all of this stuff happens around here, and God knows about it. Now, is he doing something about it? You bet he is. He's equipping the saints. That'd be me and you and the ones who were saved who are listening to the show. He's equipping us to stand against the tyranny that's enveloping us and basically— going around us and taking over the planet he's basically in a, in a situation where he's seeing what we're going to do with freedom of will and how we're going to stand against this that's what he's doing now could he come in now and just absolutely just drop lucifer in the lake of fire right now yeah remember god has already told us what's going to happen and the bible is very clear it says god is not a man that he should lie and his word cannot be broken he's already told us what's going to happen but he's watching it, you know. You know, I guess from his throne room, Holy Spirit's permeating the rest of us. You know, Christ is standing and sitting there with him, and we now begin to realize that all of the things the Bible told us about in the Book of Revelation are coming to pass. It's a very weird time to be alive, but it's also a very energizing time to be alive, because we right now have the opportunity to stand for the Most High God. We right now have the opportunity to do what's right in God's eyes to the best of our abilities. That's all we can do. We right now need to look at what's happening around us and say, you know what? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, like Joshua said. We're not going to play this game. We have the ability right now to say, no, I'm not going to be involved with this anymore. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not shutting down. I'm going to church. I'm going to continue to do what I know I need to do in order to bring honor and glory to God to the best of my ability all the days of my life. And then God can say to us, well done, thy good and faithful servant, after we've run the race. That's all we can do. And See, that's why I find this so empowering to do this show with you guys, to pray for you guys all the time, because it gives us the ability to stand together as a unified body of believers, you know, to have a common voice of saying, hey, look, we're not going to do this. We're not going to allow them to do this to us. And I've had uh, so many people have told me, well, you know, your show is the only one that talks about this and ties it together from a religious standpoint. That's because they're scared or because they don't know or because they're compromised or because they don't want to be considered a religious zealot. And I told you this before, I'm going to say it again. So many people have said to me, well, I'd love to send your show to other people, but you talk about Jesus too much and I'm not a Christian. My response is always the same. Listen to another show that you can send out to your friends. I'm not going to change. Friends, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord God Almighty, the Son of the Most High God. We're going to be led through the Holy Spirit. That's all any of us can do. I've slowed this down right now because I want to be real real, just direct with everybody this morning. We all are in a position right now of having tremendous ability to stand firm with what we believe and to stand firm with what these people are trying to do against us and say, no, I'm going to put on the full armor of God, and no matter what, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm not doing this again. They ain't locking me down. They ain't masking me up. They're not going to turn me into a peasant. They're not going to force me into a mold that I don't want to go into because – they think it's okay because Klaus Schwab says you'll own nothing by 2030 and you'll be happy because you're going to change your DNA. No, we're not doing that. Now, if we're going out of here,
0: be in my house, we're going out with our boots on
1: and we're going to go out vocal. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story?
0: That was really well said. Man. I'm glad you, you slowed that down and made some really, really valid points. And What people have to understand when you take a step back of this from a psychological standpoint, Dad just said he made it very clear molding. What they've done over the last, especially after the last 20 years, and obviously this has been going on long before this, all the way back to MK Ultra with the CIA, and that, that's a whole other topic for a whole other show. But what they've been doing is they've been slowly molding and forming people into the direction and into the mindset and into the narrative that they want them to get into that they will then in turn accept more and more debauchery more and more perversion more filth right. and more and more godless behavior that's what they've done They've done it in the movies now, they've done it with the music, they've done it in the media, they've done it with YouTube, they've done it specifically in the school systems. And this is what people have to really take a step back from. It's way bigger than just, I'm not wearing a mask. You know, that was something that people sat there and complied with because they didn't want to deal with conflict, but it was way bigger. Like me and Ted said yesterday in detail, I said the mask had nothing to do with actual covid it had nothing to do with it. You got to take that concept. And you got to look at it and take it out of the box and l- look at it and play with it and go, okay, what was this about? It was about constructing new social norms that people did not want to do, but they did so anyways through other types of fears of reprisal or other social pushback or other basically, you know, social credit score ideology, so to speak. You were blasted if you walked around somewhere without a mask on. People would deny you business entry. It was designed to shape people and push people into this mindset that they were willing to do something they did not believe in. They were willing to do something they did not want to do. They were willing to do something they know that did not work simply because that was the new societal norm. You've got to understand that concept. And what happens is it's not just the mask. It's now the demonic films that they've continually done. It's all these different things that they keep pushing out there as the new societal norms. When they push the next line, they push the next line. They That's push right. The next line. It's slowly, but surely you don't even realize it and you're in the middle of trench warfare, and you got the enemy five feet away in the next trench, and suddenly they've now figured out how to tunnel the last thousand meters, and you never figured out. They even left their trench a thousand meters ago, and now they're on top of you, and you're dealing with trench 12-gauge bayonet warfare, and you're going, well, how did this happen? How, How are we in this position now? Remember I told you guys before I used the analogy, I said the original aspect of the Control points and the mask and all the stuff they were doing. I said, that was like dealing with, you know, thousand meter shot. You got an enemy a thousand meters out. They're far away. You can easily take the shot. You can easily control the narrative. You can easily basically knock out the threat. You can neutralize the threat. It was easy to push back. I said... I said this way before the shot ever even came out. I said this in 2020. You can rewind this show back to 2020. And I said, once you get to a point where they start telling you you can't travel without an RNA injection, you can't go and eat food without showing proof of your medical operation you've had with RNA injection. Once you start being told you can't have a job without having a medical experiment done to you, we're way past 1,000-meter shot. We're on top of each other now with bayonets in a trench, and that's exactly what happened. The only reason it got to that point is because good men did nothing to push back, and a lot of us did. A lot of people did. A lot of people on the show did, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough of us. And that's why I've encouraged so many people to continually get the truth out there and really stand up for what's going on and really having the ability to be knowledgeable on certain things. You know, I was reading an article earlier here that was talking again about the research study that came out back in April. We talked about this in detail when it came out. and It's getting more – Traction again, and it was called detection of recumbent spike protein in the blood of individuals vaccinated against SARS-CoV-2 possible molecular mechanisms. And it talked about how the spike protein that was basically injected into individuals never went away, didn't disappear. This is why you've got people that I've jokingly said they're spike protein manufacturing sites. They're like walking Petri dishes. This is why you saw so many people that if you got around somebody, and this personally happened to me, I was healthy as an ox. I always am. I don't get sick. I wouldn't, it was basically uh, August of 2021. I went down to Miami to go look at a vehicle that I did not end up buying, and basically there was a sales guy there that was constantly going in and out of the hospital. He told me before he we went down there, and I, I should have known my better judgment not even getting a vehicle with him. And he basically told me, he's like, I'm not, neg- I'm not positive for anything. I've tested negative for strep. I'm negative for flu. I'm negative for COVID. He goes, I have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. I feel so crappy. He's told me that. And we're talking, and he goes, but, you know, I said, well, did you get the shot? He's like, oh, yeah, I've had both shots, both shots. So I'm, I'm protected. That's why I don't have COVID. He goes, but, man, I'm just, I'm feeling horrible. I have no energy. I feel horrible. I had seen this guy. Seven months before, before the shot really rolled out, dude, he was healthy as an ox as well. Wasn't sick, super energetic, running around, fine. Suddenly, he gets the shot, and he's in and out of the hospital. Well, I'm running around the car in there for maybe five minutes. That's the only person I had any direct exposure to. All of a sudden, I get home. I start getting a cough that night. I wake up next morning. My head's stuffy. I can't taste anything. I can't smell anything. And sure enough, I got whatever he was putting out. You call it COVID. You can call it whatever you want. Whatever he was shedding because he had just gotten that final booster, whatever he had, I got. And I didn't even have any significant contact with him at all. And so, again, this is what people have failed to realize is this shot was way more. The RNA jabs were genetically programmed to produce spike proteins, the part of the SARS-CoV-2 virus that allows COVID to enter the human cells. During that penetration process, essentially it's called fusion. The viral spike protein changes shape and becomes a spear of sorts, penetrating the cell surface. These shots, these things never go away, especially if it's one of the real RNA shots and not a placebo. And this is why you're seeing so many people that talk about, I had a customer come the other day, great customer, great guy. I've known him for years. He DJed at my wedding, and he's got a daughter that's just, she's she's not awake at all, put it that way. And he said she's got like four shots, she's got all four, of them. won't listen to anything he says. He said she's gotten she's COVID positive like the sixth time now, sixth time. She constantly gets COVID. Like every three or four months, she tests positive for COVID again. Back and going back and forth to the doctor, and he goes, "It's ridiculous." And I said, "Well, yeah, it's because their body is literally producing COVID essentially on a regular basis." And so, these things are stuff that people have to talk about, and people have to get open with the facts that. This is a serious issue that everybody really needs to continue to keep their immune system strong and stay strong as well and mentally and physically, exercise and stay in shape. Also, to another news, and gun in gun control city Chicago, actually somebody stood up for what they believed in. I'm proud of this guy, a homeowner. Chicago Belmont Cragin neighborhood shot an intruder at 1 p.m. on Labor Day. This is how blatant and, br- and bold these guys have gotten now. 27-year-old homeowner was at home when an intruder broke into his premises. The 26-year-old shot the alleged intruder, striking him twice in the chest. Let the intruder fled the scene, collapsed, and was found nearby. The intruder was 35 years old, rushed to the hospital in critical condition. And what's interesting about this is, is this is what happens when lawlessness continues to essentially know no limits because there's no repercussions for anything that's going on. Just just they do whatever they want. Ironically enough now if you look over in California they're now putting a bill together. I just looked this up earlier here now. They've been rolling this out. It's basically it's called bill 553 which makes it illegal is going to make it illegal in California to confront or fight back against looters, burgers, or shoplifters. And they're trying to word it basically as to prevent more violence and basically reduce any more crime that could occur based if you engage the suspect from stealing all of your stuff or stealing stuff out of your store. The fine will be $18,000 if you essentially are charged and convicted for committing violence against somebody that is committing violence it's this is insane the 553 sb they said it's odd timing to start making going after shoplifters which includes smash and grab criminals and burglars illegal the bill proposes california employees make a violence prevention standard plan which could issue an eighteen thousand dollar fine for employees who do not follow the said plan so now in this upside down world of california you can rob and steal even with no recourse if you're caught even committing a six-figure heist now, apparently, six-figure heist. you still a $100,000 car. You're released the same day with a bond ticket, even with $0 bond. They basically issue you a ticket. You don't have to come up with any cash. But if you try to save your livelihood, protect your business, or try to protect those around you, you essentially are going to be fine now. Guys, this is turning into an upside-down world in California. I don't even—I I don't even know what's going on out there. I mean, every time you think California can't do something more stupid, they completely redeem themselves and do something even more asinine. Nobody can even fathom on how stupid it gets. But again this is exactly what I said before and you can mark my words on this and I wish I wasn't going to be right on this but I know I'm going to be right on this. This is why it's so important to know where you live, understand your sheriff, understand your county, understand your state, understand your governor and what your rights are because what they're going to start doing is they're already doing this in multiple states and in multiple countries especially in the UK. They're going to start making it extremely strict to be able to get into stores. You're going to have to start using QR codes, you're going to start using facial recognition. You're going to have to start submitting to all types of invasive things because it's going to be to prevent crime, and stop looting. We're going to, it's, you, know, you have to go through turnstiles and scan your face if you want to get in the store to buy groceries. And, you know, we don't want to deal with any thefts in the store. and We don't deal with any shoplifting and criminals, so we're going to go cashless. It's going to be safer. You use your phone. You use a chip. You use whatever it is or even a credit card. It's fine, but there's no cash, no cash allowed. I told you guys about that, that activist in the um, U.K. did that. He went into one of those Aldi's and essentially got in. And wanted to buy, it was like a mason jar of chairs or something silly. I don't remember what it was, like $3. And he came in and he just left. And they said, well, you can't leave. He said, here's $3. Exact change with tax. Here you go. Said, we don't accept cash. You can't do that. He said, well, I'm leaving. I'm not shoplifting. I'm taking a photo, of the documented product with the price, with tax added onto it. I'm leaving the cashier. It may actually even be over what I owe you. He said, no, you can't do that. He goes, I'm leaving. And he left. And again, I'm not telling people to go do that. But what I'm saying is. That shows you the level of monitoring and control that they want to start taking everybody to. And while they're making it so easy for emboldened, hardened criminals to commit crimes against people and businesses and steal stuff, while at the same time they're telling you now in California, if you defend your property, if you defend your business, if your employees try to defend your business, uh, we're going to now fine you. I mean, incessantly, $18,000. That's a chunk of cash. But, hey, don't worry about it. The criminal gets to run off with whatever he wants and go do whatever he wants because we know it's science, guys. It's safe and effective. Just, just trust the science. I came with these guys. What do you think, Dad? What's your next story?
1: <laughs> you're funny, Austin. Trust the science. The science says that if you try to stop a shoplifter, if you try to stop somebody who's stealing, from, if you try to stop a thief, you're going to get charged eighteen thousand dollars. while they steal yeah. a twenty dollars <laughs> item? And, you know, and uh, it's, it's just mind boggling to me. I I I sit back and I watch this news, and I read I read the news, and I just shake my head. And I go, How did we get here? You know, I I told you this story before, and I'm gonna tell it to you again. You know, you know I thought I'd found the dumbest person on the planet until I hear stories like this. We had a neighbor one time always wore a baseball hat and, uh, you know, he lived next door to us in a rental unit. And, uh, luckily by the grace of God, they're not there anymore. They're very strange people. And I remember one day he took off his hat and he had stupid tattooed across his forehead and one inch block letters. And, uh, you know, I tell people that story and, you know, nobody wants to believe it, but it's true. I, I, I it, as, as God is my witness it's true. Austin saw it too. And, and, the, and the crazy part about it is is that I realize that at this level in the society that we're in now, there are people that are so incredibly brazen, so incredibly dumb, so incredibly without any type of ability from a concrete thought to even say anything that's going to make any sense that our society has been overcome with people who basically have no ability to have concrete rational thought, period. That's it. I mean, who in the world would have tattoo on their forehead that says stupid? I mean, I, it's mind boggling. And I heard a story later that he'd gone into a tattoo shop, no, whether this is true or not, I don't know, and said, I want a free tattoo. And the guy said, there's no free tattoos. And the guy said, I can give you a free tattoo on your forehead. And the guy says, okay. And so he has, doesn't even know what the guy's putting on his forehead. Now, Well, that's true or not, I don't know. But all I know is this. What in the world are people thinking? How in the world... You know, Do people think it's okay to allow shoplifters to come in and steal stuff and just say, well, have fun. Would you like some of this too? I'm not going to do anything because I want to get charged $18,000, but let me help you load your car so maybe you can get some more stuff out of here. It reminds me, I remember years ago, that FSU quarterback, he was Jameis Winston. He went into the public there in Tallahassee. I think it was on Pensacola Street and got some crab legs or whatever he had. I forgot what it was. And he thought the guy was just giving him the crab legs, and he walked out of the store and got charged with it. you know basically stealing food and uh, you know it's crazy that people have that kind of attitude that they have a type of entitlement now you know whether or not that whole story is true or not i don't know i wasn't there but i know this i know that a lot of people out there think they can do whatever they want to do and not have any consequences i've I've said this to you before i'll say it to you again always ask yourself this question what am i doing what is it doing to me and is that okay those three questions. No matter, no, I don't care what it is. Anybody, that, that applies to everything in everybody's life. Let's say you're smoking cigarettes or using a vape or using nicotine. What am I doing using vape, using nicotine? What is it doing to me? Massively increasing the risk of esophageal cancer, massively increasing the risks of heart disease, massively increasing the risks of cancer. And is it okay? Well, then at that point in time, you've got to make that choice. Is, is, is it okay or is it not okay? But then you got to do something else to it. Let's say you've got two or three kids. And you're a lone mother or a lone father, and you're trying to raise the children by yourself, and something has happened to your spouse, be it divorce or death, and suddenly now you have to ask yourself the question, what am I doing? I'm smoking cigarettes, using nicotine. What's it doing to me, and what's it doing to my children? you got to add that into there because you're the responsibility. There's your, your responsibility. I knew this woman one time, and her mom was a drug addict, and the mom ended up overdosing with drugs. At the age of, you know, the, the girl was the young girl was seventeen years old when her mom died. Didn't care about what it did to anybody else. She was all wrapped up in the drugs, so it affected her, it affected her children, it affected her great, affected the whole family because of the drugs. And if that's true, you need to get yourself into a drug hack program. You, you, you need you need to get out of the mainstream society and find some way to get into a drug treatment protocol to get done with that type of problem. You really do, because now all of a sudden it's not just affecting you; it's affecting everybody in your family. You, you meet these people. And they're they're driving reckless, and you know, and they've got children. You know, I, the last motorcycle I had was when our kids were little, the, the bottom three, and I had a motorcycle. And, and Sharon came up to me one day and she goes, "I really don't like you riding the motorcycle. You're the you know sole provider for the family, and you know if something happens to you on that motorcycle, I've got three little kids." I looked at her and I shook my head and I said, "What am I doing? I'm riding a motorcycle. What's it doing to me? It's massively increasing my risk." of leaving the planet prematurely and leaving my children prematurely and leaving my wife having to raise these kids on her own. And is that okay? I immediately stole the motorcycle. Now, some of you are thinking, Oh, that's ridiculous, Ted. You can't just do that with everything. Yeah. You can do that with everything. What am I doing? I'm not going to church. I'm not serving the most high God. You know, I'm just doing whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. I'm being completely self-absorbed. What's that doing to me? It's making you a pretty selfish person. What's it doing to your children? What's it doing to your family? And is that okay? All of these things can be stuck into those three questions at any point in time in your life, and you can ask yourself those things. You know, so we have to always look at life from that perspective, don't we? Maybe we don't have to. I guess some people don't care. Some people just think they can do whatever they want to do, and they never have any ramifications from that. They never have any problems associated with that. And if, there's any, anybody, if anybody gets hurt by it, it's just, you know, that's too bad. You know, oh, well, life goes on. And so that becomes the problem with all of this stuff because you start to think, wait a minute, maybe, just maybe, we need to say I'm not going to allow myself to be put into a situation where I'm going to do deviant-type behavior or health-robbing behavior. Say, well, I can't help it. I've gained 60 pounds. I like to eat candy. What am I doing? I'm, I'm eating candy. What's it doing to me? I'm gaining 60 pounds. Now I have all these issues. Is that okay? What's your choice. said that. I've gained five pounds. I've gained 10 pounds. I've gained 50 pounds. I've gained 60 pounds. I've gained 100 pounds. I've gained 200 pounds. Okay, what's it doing to me? Massively increasing your risk of heart disease, diabetes, cancer, and degenerative joint disease. Is that okay? Who's going to take care of you when you can't work anymore? Who's going to take care of you? I've got a friend of mine right now. Daughter's been in jail two or three times. I mean, I'm talking like prison now. Drug dealer. Can't stop dealing drugs. Early 40s now. Massive stroke. Cocaine. Okay, whack. Stroke drought. Paralyzed, can't even get along, can't walk, can't do anything without help now. They were in had her in the hospital for months in rehab. Finally, the hospital says, we got to let her go. Now they got her at home. She never thought about what she was doing. She never thought about how it was affecting her. Her boyfriend already bailed down her because he didn't want to deal with a stroke victim. She's in her early 40s. And then now my, my friend is in his 70s, her father, and he's done and stuck with having to deal with her. And now they're trying to get her into some type of assisted living or some type of care that they can get her out of the house. What am I doing? What's it doing to me? And is that okay? Always ask yourself those questions. I'm not eating clean. I'm eating a whole bunch of chemicals all the time. You're gonna, what's it doing to me? It's going to massively increase your risk of pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, cirrhosis, liver, osteoporosis, breast cancer. Is that okay? You know, I, I see it all the time. You know, women will start sucking out huge amounts of coffee, which massively increases the risks of breast cancer. Just thought I'd mention that. Women will suck down huge amounts of alcohol, massively increases the risks of breast cancer. Women will do massive amounts of alcohol and massively increase the risks of liver cancer. And and men do the same thing. And they have all kinds of cirrhosis of liver problems, all kinds of health problems, all kinds of brain issues because of the massive, massive amount of death of brain cells. But they still continue to drink and drink and drink and drink. What am I doing? I'm drinking all the time. What's it doing to me? It's Destroying my liver, my pancreas, my brain and massively increasing the risks of me getting a DUI, going to jail. Changing my life. And I've told you this before. I've never ever heard anybody say, my life was a wreck. It was an absolute disaster. I could not believe how horrible my life was. And then I started doing alcohol and I started doing drugs. And boy, oh, boy, did my life get better. What people do with alcohol and with nicotine and with drugs, they change their state of their mind. They want to go to a state of elation instead of depression. They want to have a state change. So rather than just Basically reading their Bible and taking B vitamins and taking 5-HTP that Austin talked about yesterday and using cod liver oil and reading uplifting and positive things. They basically want to use a drug or nicotine or coffee or caffeine or anything to change the state. They do everything they possibly can, not thinking about the ramifications. That's why I quit drinking coffee years ago. That's why I use green tea. And we Oh, by the way, we are reformulating the purple sticks. They're going to be better than ever. We're going to control the production of these things now and the manufacturing of them. We have vastly improved the formula. We have vastly improved the taste, and it's going to be a phenomenal product. It's going to be amazing. It'll be be a bit before it gets here, but we're going to basically let you guys know when it comes out, and we have it shipped and everything else, and we'll make it available to you guys again because I had enough of dealing with manufacturers that don't do what they say they're going to do. So this product is going to be controlled by Health Masters now. You guys are going to absolutely love it. Just thought I'd mention that in passing here today. little plug for the purple sticks that we don't have right now in inventory. By the way, there's a really good article for the, uh, uh, you know, from, from UNCE. It says, doomsday for the dollar. The reserve currency is no longer needed. Interesting article. You know, so it is Washington's economic sanctions against you know, Russia, the theft of the Russia's central bank reserves, and the theft of Venezuela's gold. Not the conflict in Ukraine that has weaponized the U.S. dollar, resulted in global realignment, and is absolutely true. This whole thing of the Ukraine is obfuscation. I'm going to say a few things right now that I can't prove. It sure looks like a fish to me sometimes when it swims like a fish and, and flops around like a fish. You know, the Ukraine and Russia and Putin has been a giant money laundering scheme. Russia could have gone in and taken Ukraine over probably within thirty to ninety to sixty days. Any anywhere, I'd like that. He could then a blitzkrieg, right into Russia, right into Ukraine and done with it. It's only the size of Texas. You know, this war the Ukraine started, and you know, basically we overthrew their government. You know, back in 2014, the United States CIA you know, all involved in that nonsense. And this Ukraine is completely and totally corrupt, third most corrupt country in the world, probably the number one most corrupt country now, <laughs> going neck and neck with the USA of America. And the sad part about all of this stuff is this. How much is Putin involved in this? How many payoffs is Putin, Putin getting? And how much of this news can you believe is coming out of Ukraine? I believe very little of it, very little of it. If the vast majority of these weapons are never even being manufactured, never even being shipped, and never even being taken to the Ukraine, nobody has any record of all the money that's going there, it just turned into a giant money laundering scheme, didn't it? So is Putin on the receiving end of this? Is Putin getting huge amounts of money from the World Economic Forum? Is Putin getting huge amounts of money and kickback to himself personally in his Swiss bank accounts, which we know that he does have, because we know that he is a billionaire? And is Putin going along with the narrative just in order to enslave the population of the planet? Remember all the shortages we were having a couple of years ago when the Ukraine war started? It was all about, oh, we don't have this and we don't have that, we don't have this and we don't have that. It's all because of Ukraine. No, it's not. It's nonsense. The Ukraine theater is what it is, is basically a giant lie. I don't believe for one second that they're having massive, 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 massive wars in Ukraine. I believe there's some shelling going on. I believe you have some, some conflict. I believe all that's real. But where are the videos, and why can't we see them? Why aren't they properly date-stamped? Why do we not have correspondents coming out talking about this like we did in the Vietnam War? I mean why? You know, I know I, Jeff Rents disagrees with me on this, but I, I can't find the proof. I, I can't find the proof of any of this stuff that's really happening over there, especially when we hear that the money's not making it. It's going somewhere else, and the weapons aren't making it. They're being distributed, like Austin said, all over the world. What are they using to fight with then if the weapons and the money aren't there? That's the question I ask. But again, I, I, believe there's a, I believe there's something going on right there, and I think what's happening is they're having a massive ethnic cleansing there. That's what I believe. I believe they're putting a lot of people in the military there and just feeding them into the giant fodder machine to get rid of a certain DNA they don't want there anymore. Just thought I'd mention that too, because remember a big group of those Ukrainians were Nazis, and they were lined with Hitler, and they were still doing the same thing with their swastikas on their uniforms for you know for the last 60, 70 years. So always remember that, because if you don't take a look at it and, and realize what it is and what is happening here, you know it it's, it starts to confuse you. By the way, there's a really good article here from Paul Craig Roberts that says. He reported on the conclusion of two Japanese scientists that the COVID and the variants are manufactured virus or viruses created by humans. They did not get into circulation by escaping from labs. And he says uh, he explored those implications. Yesterday, he said he had an opportunity to question a virologist and a doctor involved in clinical research, and he asked if there was any discussion among scientists of why the virus was being created and released. They told me they were they were aware that the COVID-19 and Omicron, are lab creation, that the Omicron was a disappointment to its creators because it turned out to be a weaker vaccine strain. Are you listening, to my friends? One said that the minority of scientists understand that the release of a man-made virus in the case an agenda at work, but the majority of the scientists toe the line in the, of the official narrative, fearful of being cut off from research grants or fired for spreading misinformation. I'm going to read you this. I'm not going to read you any more of this unless you read it yourself. Now, this is that good of an article. We have to understand that the COVID did not do what it was supposed to do. The mRNA actually did not kill enough people initially, even though they used, according to some researchers, different variants of concentration of different types of vials and different placebo groups. But the reality is there's too, too many of us walking around, though that we are dropping dead like flies now from heart disease and vascular cardiovascular events, including young athletes. They're gonna come out with stronger and stronger and stronger viruses is what they're gonna do. And eventually, they're gonna start releasing some biologicals, it's gonna be unbelievably a nightmare. Because they want to kill off the population. But God, in his infinite wisdom, has set it up this way. That these things, when they get turned loose into our environment because of the UV light and all the rest of it, they get killed pretty quick because of the sun. So we need to understand that these guys are continuing to build this stuff in these laboratories to the point that they want to destroy the population of the planet. That's the problem that we have. These guys are working for the bad guy, and that would be Lucifer and the gang. Always remember that. I love you guys. I really, really appreciate you a lot. You guys are absolutely amazing. Also, want your next story, bud.
0: Uh, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I was pulling some stuff up, some, you know, more local stuff and other stuff up in the northeast. And sure enough, it popped up. We were just talking about this. A elementary school in Washington, D.C., actually very wealthy DC suburb, Rosemary Hills Elementary School in Silver Spring. Uh they have now come out now yesterday in Maryland and they have now reinstated mandatory mass requirements for all children in the elementary school. They have said that the school sent out letters informing parents because three students had apparently tested positive for COVID. Now remember again, this isn't symptomatic. This is exactly what they did in 2020. This isn't symptoms. This isn't coughing and wheezing and hospitalization. This is we're shoving a giant, you know, basically Q-tip up your nose and shuttling it around. Oh, and you tested positive on a PCR test. Everybody now has to lock down. This concept was devoid of all logic and science. Period. None. Zero. I mean, I remember. I remember locally, over there by Max Beach, it's a, it's a, a beach off of a lake that we have in Lake Arrieta, Ariana. And there were cars, big sign they have it there, free COVID testing. And there would literally be cars all the way down the side of the road, all the way out of the parking lot, why people would drive through this to get their nose swabbed. Like, like they were some just pitiful sheep. Oh, I need to get tested because remember what they did was they incentivized everybody. If you have a positive COVID test, you basically get paid for 14 days, leave work, or you can't be terminated all the stupid stuff they did. So again, they're now starting this now at the kindergarten school, which is a, by far, as we've talked about in detail, is the absolute lowest risk group of individuals in the entire country for COVID. Lowest risk, period. I mean, there's none, zero. They went out and say, okay, there's no, there's no risk for children. They have like a 99.99997% survival rate, whatever it was. It was insane. But yet, now here we have again in D.C. to test the subjects to test the narrative, to test the individuals, to see how far they're willing to go along the lines and toe the line and accept what they're told by simply saying, hey, this is what's up. Three people tested positive. Now you've got to start sho- shoving a giant mask on your face again. And of course, the the story continues to go along. Also, too, on top of this now, the the amount of propaganda they're putting out there now with the Climate change media is insanity. They're now saying that essentially there's going to be over a billion deaths from climate change if we don't make changes soon now. It's funny because you can watch back videos all the way back to Al Gore in the 2000s, you know, talking about how all these things were going to happen from climate change and all these issues and this scientific consensus. The author analyzes studies on climate change, mortality, coveraging a thousand ton rule, which means every thousand tons of fossil fuel burned, a person now dies. This is literally where they're going with this now and coming out with this. I mean, I would like to see a study on how many people have died or had health problems after they've gotten the COVID shot. Their report's been pretty clear, and that's minorly reported. <laughs> but, of course, you're not going to see any type of research or anything done on that to actually see what the real news is. So they just come up with all this theater with different studies on climate change and say, oh, every thousand tons of fossil fuels, somebody dies. Well, then the question was, well, how did they die? Well, they died from climate change. It's contributed to climate change. You know, they they fell off a ladder. That's climate change because it got windy. Oh, lightning struck their house. Oh, they had a heart attack a month later. It was due to the lightning strike. It's all climate change death. Got to just stay under our control. And this is what they're pushing now over and over and over and over and over again. And the study claims that it's been clear for a decade or more that the final death toll due to you know, climate change is going to be much greater than a billion people now. And so this is exactly what you have to do. Let me clarify this. In a society that's been massively propagandized with lies, they have to come in now and they have to justify so many people dying. They have to justify so many health problems. They have to justify all these issues that are happening. And so simply, the next new bad boogeyman on the block that they're going to do is going to be climate change. And it's going to be the excuse for every single waking thing these leftists try to push on everybody against their will. It's going to be climate change. Even though they don't want to address the fact that it takes roughly 70,000 miles in an EV car to even come equal with the amount of pollution that, say, like a diesel Jetta or something that Volkswagen gets. 70,000 miles due to the pollution that's occurred from the cobalt mining, the lithium strip mining, and all the other things that they have to do when they manufacture these batteries. But we're not going to talk about that because that, that's, that doesn't go along with the narrative that we're telling everybody. You just need to go buy an EV vehicle and get restricted on how much you can charge and be told when you can charge and have your rates raised when your rates. I mean, like Tico with our electric bill, our electric bill has been going outlandish for the last three to four months, and they're, they're blaming it on hot weather. Well, newsflash, I actually haven't turned the AC down anymore. In some cases, I've turned it up. We've actually been out of town a couple times. I keep all the lights turned off and the AC up when I'm gone. My behavior has not changed at all. The temperature's gotten a little warmer. So maybe the AC has been kicking on more, you know, during July and August, which is normal. But I'm seeing electric bills that literally have almost doubled since I've been in my house that I built two years ago, two and a half years ago. So the same, same summer, 2021, 2023 now, my electric bills almost doubled and nothing's changed in my house. My I have super, super insulated house, it's super, you know super tight windows as far as with um, uh, as far as the argon gas and the spray and insulation foam. Nothing's changed. Yet suddenly the increase of the electric bill continues to go up and up and up. This is what happens when you have monopolies. They can control it and they can blame it on, oh, inflation, cost of materials gone up. So we're going to start raising you up 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 percent. Well, it's climate change, guys. You know, you need to leave the AC on 88, not turn any fans on and walk around in the dark all day. That'll drop your electric bill at least, you know, 10 to $20 a month. I had somebody I talked to the other day. Their electric bill ended up being like $500 and they were out of town for three weeks. They flipped their AC on like 80 when they left. They were gone. Nothing's even on. Their electric bill still went up the next month. They said, how does that happen? We're gone for three weeks out of the month and it's still higher than it was last month with nothing being on. Well, again, we're watching this happen now with this control with a lot of these groups. And so I know a lot of people now that are starting to actually petition as far as with Tico to figure out what's going on because this has happened all across the country. So continue, my friends, to be vocal. Keep getting the truth out there. Keep staying strong. Continue to speak up for what you truly believe. Continue to hold your convictions for what you believe and speak the truth, especially when it comes to children. Keep raising little Americans. Continue to keep them strong, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Be sure to check out the product of of the week the Testo Plus formula on sale will be going on this afternoon at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.